the Vital Way, where ancient wisdom meets the cutting edge to optimize your vitality and performance. There are no right ways, just better ways. Welcome to the Vital Way. I'm Logan Christopher, along here with my brother Zane, and uh, we have what should be a very interesting topic for today. Uh, we're going to be diving into yin and yang theory and how that works. That's uh, a piece, one piece of many in the uh, Chinese medicine system. And just being two different things, it's, it's kind of an easy place to start before we dive into systems of three or five or seven as the other systems have. Um, we also got a question that kind of spurred this on, like how would you classify each herb that we have at Superman Herbs as yin or yang? So uh, yeah. let's see the calls in. Thank you for having me again. Um, uh, I'm actually really interested in learning about the Ayurvedic herbs and how they apply to this, because that's not common knowledge. Right. I mean, it's not out yeah, there. So, a lot. No, I'll say we're going to go a bit into the theory first and how this works yeah. before we dive into the herbs. And uh, some of this, some people may disagree, like with the, a lot of the Chinese herbs, you know, they're it's, it's said, it's written, everyone knows it's either yin or yang. Some of these other ones may be a little bit more of my personal opinion on the nature of the herbs and how they work, along with the details of what we'll be describing. I see. All right, well, what what is yin and yang, Logan? Okay, right. Uh, sort of a big question. So in, in the beginning, there's the one, right? In Chinese yeah. theory, uh, often called the Tao. Uh, and this basically splits into two, the duality of nature, which is described as yin and yang. Um, with this, really, it, it can be very helpful to notice just how everything exists in some sort of polarity. Um, it's not necessarily black or white. You know, there's obviously shades of gray, radiance between these two things. Uh, but there's always this duality, a uh, very common one of which... Uh, Yin and Yang is described as the masculine versus the feminine. Uh, the Yang yeah. being masculine, the Yin being feminine. But we have a uh, whole list of different polarities describing these two. And I'm pulling some of this information from Michael and Leslie Chiara's East-West Herbalism course, uh, which has a pretty good uh, introduction to the Yin and Yang theory. Uh, uh, just to describe sort of the qualities of what Yin is, uh, it's thought of be condensing, inward, descending, uh, dark, cold, heavy, the interior. Um, it has to do with the psychological and being introspective. As we said, the feminine, the winter season, and also the taste would be sour, bitter, and salty. So we have all these different qualities of the yin, whereas the yang, that's uh, rather than condensing, it's developing, it's going outward and ascending. Uh, it's bright, hot, light. It has to do with the exterior, more of the physical and being extroverted. Uh, sometimes aggressive or assertive are some of its energetic natures. While yin, I, I forgot this one, is more receptive and passive. And yang also has to do with the masculine, as I said, and the summer season, uh, as well as the taste of spicy and sweet. So just looking at these, it's not that you need to memorize this these lists, but if you look at them, you see some of the commonalities between these different energies. Really, that's what yin and yang is. It's different energies. So the yin, we have the feminine, you know, it's more receptive, more intuitive, 
little darker and colder has to do with that winter season. So you see this energy is kind of like condensed down into the core. Whereas yeah. young, more of the masculine, it's outgoing, it's uh, aggressive, has to do with athletics, um, all, all kinds of these different things. It's hotter. Uh, so we have these different energies that work in the polarity. Yeah, so they're basically two polar opposites, and we're looking for a balance between the two, right? Yeah, absolutely. So most people have seen the yin and yang symbol, right? You have the yeah. circle, right? It's, it's a circle, so that's what I was talking about. That's the one, the Tao, the whole. And then it's divided with that squiggly line in the middle, and you have usually it's white and black, right? You know, sometimes it's a color. But you'll notice in the yin, which is the dark color, uh, there, there's that little smaller circle of the white because it, it's extremely rare or even non-existent that things are completely yin or yang. There's always a little bit of one within the other. So when we're looking at this duality, once again, don't think in just the extremes like it's one way or another, but there's some sort of balance, and it's always an interacting relationship. If you if you have too much yang, it will eventually even turn into yin a right. lot. So one right. example of that, right, would be like uh, we look at uh, adrenal fatigue, right? So adrenal mm-hmm. fatigue, you're you're being too young, you're going out there, you're stressing so much, so your body's trying to cope with this uh, to a point, um, and you're just using too much of the energy your body has, and it gets to a point where you can't function, you get to adrenal burnout, you have to go into sort of a yin mode, uh, it's trying to balance that out, uh, where you have no more of that yang energy left. So, yeah, that would be an example of that. That's a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is there certain different, like, uh, qualities to yin and yeah. yang? Or is it, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we mentioned a whole bunch of different things there, but the main ones that hit in Chinese medicine, these are the eight principles. So with yin, the main sort of principles that you're looking at, and this is whether you're looking with, at herbs or uh, diagnosing people, right? Yin is more cool, efficient, and internal, while yang is more warm, excessive, and external. Uh, so those are sort of the, uh, the main things. Uh, I'll give an example uh, a personal example. So the a couple months back, right, I, I went on my honeymoon. It was a cruise ship that I went on, and, you know, I was out there sort of partying late and drinking a bit more because it was a heavy metal cruise, right? I, uh, I, I basically, this and the travel, you know, with the flight being canceled and that being delayed, and I was out there in the cold weather a whole bunch, uh my immune system did break down a bit more than normal. Like, I, I sort of pride myself on never getting sick, but this time I just uh, pushed myself over that level a little bit, right? Whoa, did so you I, get I sick? The, I, did get, I did get sick, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately so. First time in, like, two, three years or probably even longer than that, uh, just because I was uh, basically stressing my body out too much, so the point where my immune system was weakened. I wasn't taking as many herbs as I normally did just because I didn't want to, I had a little bit, but I didn't pack a whole bunch of things for this trip. So when I get home, right, I get, I'm starting to feel from the the cold weather and uh, people were smoking just tons of cigarettes all on the cruise ship. So my lungs had uh, sort of a congested energy and it got up 
in there, and so I was coughing and had a bit more phlegm than normal, right? But <laughs> it got to the point where little, like, right after I got home, I had a massive amount of work we had to do. We were switching back in systems, yeah. Superman nerve. So I, I didn't really have time to be sick. So basically what it had, it was more of a, a I'd say, a young uh, condition. At that point, it was more uh, external and just uh, from okay. the excessiveness, right? But I, I didn't have time to be sick because I had to travel and all the other things that were going on, right? So in doing that, I kind of suppressed it, and it became more internal. And it ended up like I, I had this shit in my chest for a little bit longer because I suppressed it. It became more internal, and it lasted much longer because it became more of an in condition at that time. Eventually, obviously, I got through that, and it's not a big problem, but that gives uh, a little bit of detail how you can have the difference yeah. between a yang and a yin issue. Because don't they say, like, um, certain, like, if you have a yang uh, sickness or disease, it's usually way shorter in time length, whereas yin is more chronic condition. Yes, absolutely. And that has to do with the uh, it being yin, remember, it's more the interior, right? So it's more deeper yeah. set in, versus yang is more surface. Uh, but you also have. Um, with a yin, it has to do with deficiency rather than excess a lot more. So deficiency is often much uh, more difficult to work with than just because if, if you're just excessive, just cut back on what you're doing and you can often be good. But with deficiency, yeah. you have to build back up. It's a little bit more of a process. So would you say that a lot of our society like has cancer and stuff like that because they are in deficiency? Well, uh, I mean, cancer, well, there's, you can't just look at cancer as one thing. There's okay, no, I was just using that as an example. Yeah. Any, I mean, like, yeah, there's so many uh, chronic diseases. Yeah. Yeah, definitely chronic disease uh, from, you know, there's a whole bunch of different factors. Uh, but it, in our Western society, right, it's, it is much more young in nature. We're all about achievement and what we're doing and activity all the time uh, versus but we, we don't have nearly as much of that yin receptiveness. So a, as a society, we are largely more yang-driven. So you can look at not just like an individual person or herb, but society as a whole can definitely lead to overstress, always having this activity going without having the proper balance for whatever that person is of that yin sort of recovering. I had a question. I just wanted to make sure the listeners knew exactly what kind of cruise ship you were on. <laughs> that was well, a heavy metal called? cruise. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? 70,000 tons of metal. I highly recommend that everyone look to that. It is very healthy. <laughs> very healthy heavy metal cruise. How does the organs, what are the organs in relation to yin and yang? Because they all have both, don't they? Yeah. Uh, well, so with Chinese medicine, it's uh, divided. You have this yin and yang, but there's also the five elements. And then there are the meridians, which are mostly named after organs. Uh, so each element has both a yin and yang organ, except the fire element, which has twice as many as the other ones. So the, the yin organs, they're thought of to be the uh, solid organs versus the hollow ones. Those are the yang organs. So the yin organs are the liver, the heart and pericardium, uh, spleen, lungs, and kidneys. 
versus the young organs. This includes gallbladder, small intestine, and triple warmer, which is more the sort of adrenal fight and flight system, not necessarily just an organ. Uh, also, the stomach, large intestine, and bladder. Uh, so, like I said, each of the elements has both these yin and yang organs. Generally, though, as you were saying before, uh, with the yin being a bit more of the interior and sort of the, the deeper organ, you often do a lot more with the yin organs than the yang organs. Yang organs can have some issues, but the real sort of chronic and bigger issues happens when there's issues oh, yeah. with the uh, yin organs. Okay. Um, so, well, you just mentioned the the five element system, and the yin and yang system. They can be like totally separate. You don't even need to really know that much about the five elements no. to effectively uh, use. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, def- definitely can with them. So one of the things is. Uh, if you look at the different constitutions between people, if we're just talking about the yin and yang, it's uh, fairly simple, once again, because you just have one versus the other. And, of course, it's spectrum, not an either-or type of thing. Uh, but people yeah. can be have more of a yang constitution or people can have more of a yin constitution. What would and, the you know, yang constitution look like? Uh, yeah, so the, this would be definitely if you go to the Ayurvedic doshas, this is more of the pitta. Dosha, um, it, okay. it's more fiery in nature, right? Uh, so you have like warmer circulation, so the skin, hands, and feet tend to be warmer. They say the five senses are acute, uh, it can be more loud and talkative, have heavier breathing. Um, a lot of in Chinese medicine, they look at the tongue or the pulses. The tongue tends to be more red, brownish, or solid, uh, with or without a yellow coat. Has it can get dry or have sores, whereas the pulse will be floating, flooding, fast, smooth, and strong. And on the flip side, a yin constitution, uh, this will be more of a weak or quiet, tired, thin person. Uh, definitely a bit more of the vata constitution, although with vata and kapha, you know, kapha can kind of go either way, I'd say. But vata tends to be more of this yin type. So dolor senses, a soft, silent, or quiet voice uh, with the tongue that can be fat, pale, with or without a whitish coat. It's usually moist and smooth, while the pulse will be deep, weak, fine, slow, and soft. Uh, so, I mean, the, the easiest thing to look at would be body type, you know. If you have, like, a stronger, more muscular, that's more young, versus a weaker, thinner, that's more yin. That's some of the elements that go into seeing where you're at. But you can also look at more of the psychological uh, pieces of it. You know, are you a more energetic person or do you like to go about things a little more lazily? Uh, Different factors like that certainly come into play. Yeah, you can like yin and yang all aspects of your life, basically. Right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything you can think of that. I mean, we talk a lot about hormones, right? Uh, so, yeah. and the testosterone, that's definitely the yang. And if your testosterone's high, then you, you know, you're better, have better sex. You know, athleticism is all in there, even just in life, going out and achieving things. All that has to do with testosterone, that's really like our yang drive. Um, yeah, so. But you, um, yeah, you, you certainly ahead. need the uh, flip side, the yin, though. That's the thing. A lot of people think, you know, just need young, want more young. Once again, that goes to our culture. 
but you really need a good nourished yin side in order to support that. Um, with, well, estrogen would be the yin of the testosterone, right? Yeah. And so that, that's another thing you can look at. You know, all these hormones need to exist in the right sort of ratio or balance to each other. Yeah. Not like, oh, all testosterone, no estrogen. That would probably be a dead person, right? You need to have the right <laughs> ratio, the right balance in order to do it. So that, that gives another look at this yin and yang dynamic. So would you say that we are in a, at least in relation to those hormones, we're in a yin-dominant in our society because of the saturation of estrogen? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that leads to, so if a person ends up with low testosterone, right, they no longer have that sort of yang energy, and um, if we go a little bit deeper, right, you can have excess, and you can have an excess of yang or a deficiency of yang. With yin, you tend to just go more with deficiency. There tends not to be an excess of that. But then, so you have sort of these different dynamics, the yin and yang of yin and yang. Why is it hard to get an excess of yin? That's uh, just something, you, if you think of it sort of um, as a, the core essence of with the three treasures, we have the jing, qi, and shen, right? So yeah, jing yeah. is the one that's usually thought of in terms of yin and yang versus the other two. Um, so you, you get excess excess of jing. So if you think of it in that sense, um, it, it just doesn't really get to a point where there's too much of that because uh, it's essentially in sort of like a deeply restorative inner essence. You can't have too much of that good thing. Okay. That makes sense. Um, did you want to talk about this in relation to the meridians or did we kind of go over that with the organs? Well, yeah, so those organs that has to do with, those are the meridians as well. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, well, is there anything else we need to know before we jump into what each of the herbs right. might be? Well, it'd probably be good to go over an overview, a, sort of a general look at the yin and yang nature of herbs before we get to the specific herbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. In herbs, tend, so this is tend to be, this is sort of a generality. There's exceptions to every rule, but yin herbs uh, generally are darker colored, softer, moist to the touch, and possess a sour, bitter, or salty flavor, while young herbs are light or bright colored, drier with a rougher texture, and have spicy, sweet, or acrid flavors. Uh, herbs that are warming and stimulating are young, while uh, the opposite, you know, cooling, um, demulcent herbs are yin. Also, a lot of those that have more of a, like, purifying or relaxing, laxative, those sort of actions, a lot of those are considered more yin as well. Um, and then you can break it down with the plants. Uh, long roots even are said to be more yang, while shorter roots are more yin. And the different parts of the flowers, you know, it can all be divided. And once again, these are just generalities, but it gives you an idea of the polarity. And you you can go extremely fine into uh, working with these. So if you're trying to balance your diet, right, you know, certain foods are more yin, certain foods are more yang. But how you prepare those foods really matters as well. So you can balance them with the right combination of herbs or different foods, but also how you cook them plays into as well. 
Okay, yeah, adding heat to any food is going to make it more yang, right? Yeah, and that's Heart why, all, I mean, in Chinese medicine, they're not big on uh, raw foods because they see them as too cold in nature. So almost everything is always cooked. Uh, so uh, with a lot of the food, you want to have it mostly balanced. You don't want to go too far in one direction. Uh, the interesting thing, you know, with, like, fast food and everything, it, it tends to be extremely yin or extremely yang foods, and yeah. so there is some sort of balance. But the problem with that is when you're working on the extreme, uh, if one thing changes, right, it's easy to topple the whole balance that's going on there versus if you're working with a lot of foods that are more less extreme in that nature then you tend to have a better balance going on I was I always heard that because of fast food and stuff that we were more yang building with our food and that yeah well yang food definitely has to do with excess so you know if you're eating excess food that's excess yang and it leads to stagnation in the body, but excess, definitely uh, excess empty calories. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, like some of the extremely young foods are considered red meat, alcohol, and sugar. Yeah. Uh, and then extremely yin foods would be fresh fruits and juices. Um, and you know, of course, there's a lot more in here, but uh, those are some of the things that are further on the spectrum. Well, it's interesting because you can see in society, our society that there's, there was so much uh, fast food, young food and stuff, and then all this raw raw foods movement sprouts up, which is like the complete extreme opposite to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's one of the very interesting things. You look at this idea of the raw food, right? So everything is much yeah. more yin in nature. What do these people yeah. tend to look like? They, they get thin. I mean, it can be great for losing weight. Uh-huh. even okay. emaciated. If you go to a northern climate, right, these people are going to be yeah. extremely cold, get to the point where they can't be warmed up. But you see that yin dynamic really at play there versus you, you balance that out with a little bit of meat or even some dairy, and the person can get to a good body weight. You know, they'll feel much warmer. A lot of symptoms that would arise from being too extremely yin from raw food can then clear up with that. Yeah, that's a really good um, point. This is some actually, it's like a totally different perspective of the world, but it totally works at the same time. Mm-hmm. not like mystical or anything. Um, there's yeah. nothing mystical about it. It totally works. It works. Uh, I have a question, though, about, that made me think about, so certain weather, like uh, when it's damp and stuff like that, I think you describe yin and yang with uh, certain weather-type conditions a little bit, like dampness and cold. Um, yeah. And that that all affects a person's health, too, depending where they're, they're living, correct? Because mm-hmm. you mentioned in your story that it was cold, and that just exasperated the problem of sickness that you are having. Right. So the, yeah, the uh, in Chinese medicine, you have the different external influences, which, of course, interact with the internal. And I mean, this idea is the same in Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, basically anything that's holistic, you know, as the seasons change. And so, you know, there'll be a difference of this yin and yang or the difference of the doshas, which, you know, one way of describing those is with the seasons, your diet, your herbs, everything is going to need to adapt with that in order to keep you in the best balance. 
the same things you eat in summer, and notice people naturally do this, you know, you, you don't eat the same things in summer versus what you eat yeah. in winter, especially if you're in a place where there is quite a bit more dramatic season versus, you know, Santa Cruz, California, where I'm at. Uh, you, you need to have more of a changing balance in order to stay balanced with your environment. Yeah. Oh, well, California, where you're at, it's a little easier because you don't have four different seasons. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Stay tuned for part two of this discussion on yin and yang, where we'll be going into detail on each of the herbs carried at supermanherbs.com and whether they are yin or yang in nature.